Hello and welcome to episode 99 of The Brand Lounge, where every Thursday we feature insightful brand stories to showcase the hundreds of ways that businesses are started, the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, and to encourage you to build your business your way. I'm Tammy Heels, your host and founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant. And today I am once again joined by Nicola Peters, system expert at her business, Nicola Melinda Consulting. Thank you so much for coming back to the show, Nicola. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. (laughs) In the last episode, listeners, Nicola and I talked all about building your dream team from finding the right people to the systems and processes that you need in place to make sure that not only is it a great experience for you, but also for them and your clients and everything else related to your business. So if you missed that one, be sure to pop it on the playlist and listen to it next. But today, Nicola, we're talking all about you and your business. So (laughs) I love to start right at the beginning. What was it that inspired you to start your business? So it's a really interesting story in the sense that I wasn't inspired per se of I have this amazing idea and I'm going to run a business and make all this money. It was more out of necessity. So I was actually with my ex at the time and he didn't work. So I started a side hustle just to help make ends meet it was a really simple as that we need to make ends meet I've always been really creative and so for me I just thought what can I do that I would enjoy that would actually make me money Um, and so I launched a wedding stationery business and I did that for five years so we've since broken up we're not together now but that business carried on for five years I did that alongside my nine to five and I fell in love with running a business I fell in love with serving clients I expanded my skills my creativity grew it was just a really really incredible experience and it just opened my eyes to this whole world of possibilities you know running a business online and connecting with people from different countries it was just like I run a a global business from my spare room (laughs) literally it was like this is so cool and all of my friends were like this is so so cool um so I had that business absolutely loved it I closed it down towards the end of 2018 2019 where I started to um have the desire to move away from products and more into service-based offerings and so as I was running my first business I was actually really good at picking up tech I've always been very good with tech and platforms and when we were growing up my mum was always you know she still is all about tech and new things like that and so we've kind of had that ingrained in us so I was just really great with systems and building out platforms for people and so I always had in the back of my head that I don't know when or how or what it would look like, but I would love to sell system builds to other business owners and help them organize their business. So that's pretty much how Nicola Melinda Consulting came about. It was a case of I'm ready to move from products. Um, For anyone that's had a product-based business, it is a lot of work, especially if it's handmade, and to move into doing um, services. And so in 2019, in the summer, I launched Nicola Melinda Consulting and that was like the start of this current business I love that that's incredible I love the fact that you've gone from product to service because I feel like when it's a side hustle it's always based on something that we really enjoy or a skill set that we have where we're like how can I maximize this thing that sounds like super fun to do and then you've literally exchanged that for something else that you find fun to do and I think that that's just such a wonderful progression (laughs) (laughs) and so 
when you said that the wedding stationery business was a side hustle, did that ever become your full-time employment or was it just constantly just a side hustle throughout? No, it was literally my side hustle. So I remember going into work one day and I walked up to one of the guys I worked for and I was like, I'm starting a business. He was like, fantastic. He was like, what do you need? And he, from that day, became my mentor. Like even now, he's still my mentor. We have regular calls and yeah, it's like everyone at my job, it was a very, even though it's a huge corporate company it was very entrepreneurial like encouraged that mindset um and so I had a lot of encouragement so I actually never had to make my business a secret at work it was very easy you know everyone would be like oh what are you working on this time what projects what are you doing I could go in and talk about clients oh gosh I'm scared of this and this and this everyone knew what I did and you know you could advertise it on the notice board in the coffee in the kitchen and all of this so it was really transparent and it made it easy because I actually loved my corporate job I really enjoyed the company I worked for I was there for a long time so the fact that I had a business that was fun and I enjoyed and then I had a job that was fun and I enjoyed and I could do the two together and there was like I didn't need to actually do that full time and people were like when are you gonna actually leave your job and do this and I thought I like having two incomes. I don't want to leave. <laughs> so I just owned that and enjoyed it for five years. Amazing. So if you you loved your job, you loved your side hustle, you found the point where you were like, you know what, I think I want to move more over and transition into services as opposed to products, which totally understandable. Having worked with product-based businesses, my goodness, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> um, so at what point were you like, you know what, I think that I'm actually ready to leave my full-time employment. I think that I'm ready to go down to one income stream. Kind of what was, what did that look like for you? What kind of brought that about? So it was kind of like a, I won't call it a spiral, but definitely a bit of a journey. So I transitioned careers when I was in corporate and I moved across from being an EA into operations. Um, and then for me, the money started to become difficult. So I actually took a job at a different company. So, you know, out of the frying pan into the fire was very literal and as soon as I started this new job I just thought this is not it this is not it and it's almost like there's no going back so I had a choice to make and the choice was a case of either I stick it out or I make this business work and I kind of did both I, I stuck it out in the job and then I just started to work on building up Nicola Melinda Consulting so for the first six months of 2019 it was a lot of planning head down trying to figure out what kind of services would I offer it was a completely different business model that I was used to and it's it's really strange building packages without actually building something physical <laughs> it was like so so different so different to, to approach selling and positioning yourself and then two things happened in the next six months so I launched Nicola Melinda Consulting I signed my first client that summer and then throughout the end of that year things at my new job didn't quite go to plan so I actually started to look for another job and I found this amazing dream job and got the job went through the whole process and then that fell apart in the new year and I was devastated absolutely devastated and um that for me was like this is it now and that was the start of 2020 and I just decided if I don't do this now no one is going to have that power to first of all take away a paycheck from me and second of all I don't need to be in a job that I don't enjoy I have the ability to make 
this work, but I have to give it my all. And I, I wasn't really giving it the, the real care and attention I should have been. I was so focused in the mess in corporate. And so I made a decision to hire a coach. I'd never worked with a business coach before. And she, she's my friend now, but at the time I was just like, I need help. And yeah, I just decided if I don't make this thing happen by the end of 2020, then I'm just going to park it. I just will find another job and do something else um and so this friend um well my coach she helped me so much and by July of 2020 so I will say COVID helped a lot <laughs> going into lockdown definitely gave me a lot of time it allowed me to save a lot because I wasn't commuting to work anymore I wasn't spending money on food and going out so I saved everything everything I made at work everything I made in the business just got saved and then in July I quit my job. I just handed in my notice and took the leap of faith. And that was that. I just decided, let's do this. <laughs> Amazing. That's incredible. So I know that one of the sticking points can be that final decision just to hand in your notice. So was it something that you were like, okay, in a week's time, I'm going to hand in my notice? Or was it one day you were like, ah, the sun is shining, the stars have aligned, the notice that I've been carrying around for the last three months? mine was a little bit I was just floating around it was lovely it was like so so perfect no it was not okay cool. <laughs> it definitely was not so I did I obviously I I have bills to pay we all have bills to pay and you know the the thought of just saying yeah I'm just gonna leave my job I've never not had a job since the age of 16 I've always worked I've always had a paycheck so that for me one that's an accomplishment but two it's also a fear because I don't know what it is to just rely on you know myself I've always had a cushion so I definitely saved having savings helped a lot from the point of view of well there's a cushion there so if you know what your bills are and if you're not budgeting I highly recommend start budgeting now <laughs> know what you need to to live every month that's a real thing and I had another coach by that point and she was incredible just going through and talking through the anxiety of it because my plan was I would get to September and I'd try and go part-time so I thought I would stagger it um I thought if I could at least go part-time and then do that for six months do the business part-time work part-time and then six months or you know if it was like the end of the year about a push then I would you know take that leap I didn't see it happening so quickly but everything just started to really pick up speed and it was a case where my day job was actually the bone of contention. I was like, I don't have time to do my day job anymore. I need to do my business. My business needs me. I've got clients, I've got leads coming in and I can't serve them. So I was in a really, I will say at the time it felt frustrating because I felt like if I don't address these leads, my business may suffer. And then I don't know if I'll get this opportunity again. And with the job, it was almost like, well, they can't see me physically in the office, but I don't know if they're sensing something is a bit off. So they're trying to give me projects and I'm trying to kind of like, no, I just can't. I can't do this. So <laughs> I really was in a tight spot um, and I had to talk through it a lot. I had to sit with it. I kind of had to ask a couple of close people in my circle as well for that almost validation, even though they're not paying my bills. It was like, what would you do? What do you think? Is it, does it, it feels risky, but if I don't do it, I don't know what's going to happen. 
um, there's a lot that goes into um, handing in your notice. <laughs> and even then, I, I, I think I cried when I was on the call with my manager. I think I was like, oh, I'm leaving. I'm handing my notice in. And they had no idea that I was leaving to do my business. I literally just, to them, it was like, you're just leaving. <laughs> so it sounded pretty crazy as well. It was just a case of, yeah, I'm just going to go and discover myself. They didn't know that I had started a business and that's the reason why I was leaving. So again, it was just like a lot of difficult conversations mm. on all ends. So it was a, I'd say a, an exciting, but a very high anxiety, anxious time. <laughs> yeah, I totally feel that. What did it feel like, if you can remember, what did it feel like the day after when you woke up and you were like the first day of full-time self-employment and you're like, I have no commute. Oh I mean. my God. Do you know what? It was so strange. So they sent a courier to pick up the laptop and that was like, oh, I've only got one laptop. I'm so used to having two. <laughs> And then the next day I sort of rolled over and I was like, oh, I don't have to log on. And it was like, I don't know what to do. I really didn't know what to do. It was almost like all the business to do fell out of my head. And then at some point in the day, it was like, you have work to do. You need to, you need to do your work. And it, yeah, it was a strange, it really was, it was a little bit lonely as well. Cause you don't have a team as such. Your clients aren't really your team. It was very, very disconcerting. Like just, just really like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> and now I'm assuming it feels a little bit different. It feels very different, but I will say this for full transparency. It's probably taken me a about a year to fully shed and I don't even know if I fully shed that employee mindset but to definitely get out of my head that you don't have to be logged on you don't have to share every single whereabouts you can go for a coffee in the middle of the day and you don't have to apologize for it it's taken those things out of my it's taken time to get that out of my mind and to really just show up and say okay I have to structure my day because you know <clears throat> as much as we want to say well I run a business I can do whatever I want you still have to show up for your clients so structure is needed and you have to find that balance so do you work best in the morning in the, in the middle of the day at eat in the evenings there's no right or wrong just find what works for you and I've had to test and try out what works for me um what I am really learning right now is that I need to take care of self if I'm not taken care of, then I don't function. So it's okay to have a break. It's okay to sit and watch a Netflix show for half an hour. The world isn't going to end. You don't have to literally be at the screen for 12 hour days for six days a week. That's not healthy. And last year, I do think that the burnout started to hit because I was just trying to be there all the time and it was just my friends and my family would be like oh you're busy you're always working and it was like yeah I am but then I thought I don't always want to be working and for me my goals now one day I do want to have a family I do want to have space to be with my family you know as well if you're having children or whatever that is so my business also needs to allow me to do that so now is the time to really shape it so that that can become a reality as well so that's really important for me yeah that's really interesting that you say that and it's something that I, I definitely can definitely relate to what you were saying about moving away from that employee mindset and like I'm nearly too two years from when I handed in my notice that like, I have my business for like four years 
And I still find myself catching on little things every day. And I think that something that you said there that was really interesting that I don't feel is talked about often enough is the fact that when you're in an office job and you're working nine to five, like the work that you put in on those hours is nowhere near as intense as the work that you do when you're doing a business. So when you're running a business, even if you're exchanging the hours that you used to do full time, so if you're doing like 10 till three or nine till five or whatever it was, and you transfer that exact working pattern to a business, it takes so much more energy, brain space. It's much more emotional because there's so much more of you that you're pouring into it rather than just kind of being a cog in the corporate machine or whatever you want to say that you have so much more responsibility so many more things that are going on and so much more there is so much more responsibility around what you're doing that those same hours carry almost double the amount of energy output needed it really does and it's so true so I clock my time when I'm working and I'll look and I'm like wow seven hours eight hour days nine hours and I'm like shattered and you kind of think I don't know if it's a healthy thing but sometimes I feel proud because it's a high hour day because I'm like I did so much but at the same time I'm like that is the whole day you know because in corporate not gonna lie we used to you'd turn up you'd go for a breakfast and then you know 11 o'clock let's go for a coffee and then let's go for lunch and you know there's always a break and then half the time you're at your desk and you're just sort of like dabbling away on stuff but then when you are working here like I'll my phone on do not disturb and I'll literally just be like heads down and boom before you know it three hours has gone by four hours has gone by and it's like okay like my brain is fried absolutely fried and it like you say we're doing all of the things we are keeping the top of like marketing I'm trying to keep on track of my emails that are coming through I've got trainings I've got client work to deliver there's deadlines and then you've got people in the team that are like oh asking quick questions or you need to just review something so it's just a lot of different things that are happening and you have to be showing up and just be doing that every single day there's no off day there's no day where it's like oh do you know what I'll just leave it because if it does if you don't do it it's not going to get done so it is a case of it's a bit different and in some ways I'm like oh maybe it was a bit easier in corporate because you can just like have an off day I don't feel well today I'm not coming in <laughs> no I never did that but. <laughs> <laughs> but there is that side of things and I think that being someone who works in systems this is the importance of having good systems and planning in your business so that you can have an off day and the experience for your clients or whatever else is still the same and this is why you can structure in like themed days is something that I never used to be a fan of but I am now like Mondays I do a podcast recording if I want to because that gives me energy and I use the rest of the day to work on my business or learn something new like I don't take calls I don't do anything else and Fridays I'm trying to work down to the point where I'm doing a podcast recording and nothing else that sounds great to me but it means that the three days in between where I'm working solidly it gives me back the energy of the fact that I'm technically doing what feels like five days worth of energy work in three days and that balances it for me so it's having that flexibility in place so that you can put those boundaries up but still have a good experience for your clients and your team members and everything else isn't it but it takes so long to get into that mindset oh my goodness it really takes time I 
actually realized that I don't want to work Fridays. Um, and so even today, I'm, I'm having my lashes done today. I am going to get my nails done and I'll probably do a little bit of work, but my work on a Friday, because that doesn't, when it's for my business, I don't mind. I don't really, you know, class it it's as fun. Well. But client, yeah, it's fun. But client work, I'm pretty much the same. So Monday afternoons, um, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. And I'm also it's very similar to you. I don't like to take calls every day. So I will take calls on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are like the days where I'll do like strategy calls. So it also helps because then I know in my head of certain days of the week, I need to come with a certain type of energy. And so there's other days where I know there shouldn't be anything in the diary. So if I do just want to work from the couch or work in bed or whatever you know I can do that and there's no pressure because no one's expecting to jump on a call with me so I love that like Fridays I think the first rule or yeah rule boundary that I put in place was no calls on a Friday I was like absolutely not I don't want to do that I don't have to do that that's the beauty of running your business you can choose and decide and then I think the second thing was owning that I don't like to wake up early on Monday mornings (laughs) so I was like no, I'm not going to do anything. So I don't do like Monday mornings, just, you know, I'll be doing planning stuff. Again, my stuff. I get a lot of marketing done on Mondays. It's almost like the weekly inspiration hits and it all just flows out. So Monday mornings is like a great time for me to just sit. I can take it easy. I can ease myself into the week. And then by the afternoon, I'm like, ready, let's go. Let's do this. And that whole flow just works really, really well. And I just love it. But it's taken me months to get to that point and to now say like, that's now the norm. That's my pattern and I love it I'd be interested to know if in a few months time whether your pattern changes because I found that with literally with the seasons of the year and the way that the light is working the time with the um daylight savings time when that kicks in like I know that I work better at night than any other time like that's when is my jam which isn't the most convenient when you do have a family around you and stuff but in the winter when it's getting darker at like three in the afternoon (laughs) or four in the afternoon like I am so much more productive than I am at four o'clock in the summertime when I'm like but it's sunny out and I want to be done (laughs) (laughs) it's so true actually and yeah I think this will be the second winter so I'm definitely gonna keep a track and see how I get on because you're right and I'm a night owl like you so I do love to sit when it's quiet and it's nighttime and I can just work like if there's a project I can literally just bash that out and it just feels like the time flies I don't know from 7 to 11 it doesn't feel like it's a lot of time but in the day if you said from 7 a.m to 11 that feels like oh my goodness that's difficult (laughs) that's sleeping time what's happening that's hard that's really hard (laughs) isn't it funny and there I know that there are people out there like um one of my friends she she'll go out and do like a river swim at like six in the morning and it just baffles me that there are people like I like six in the morning from the other side like when you stay up all night watching films and being cozy or reading books or whatever else not partying like I used to I um, sat there with my cats and a cup of tea at three oh, in the morning right. watching a movie <laughs> but yeah isn't it fun that there is that difference and it's nice that you're finding the balance but yeah it takes it does take time and I think that it's all too often that we're so caught up in that we have to do everything we have to do everything now that we forget that actually our businesses are for the rest of our lives if we want it to be this is it and one thing that really helped was releasing the fact that 
my clients don't own me. So I'm an online business or I have been doing online business management services. And for those of you who don't know, it's very similar to as a VA, you would have like hourly packages, right? So your clients will reach out to you probably daily. And you can, even if you're on an hourly retainer, so let's just say it's like 20 hours a month, five hours a week, technically this an hour a day of work. So then you're kind of questioning, well, then why am I at the, the laptop for like, all of the hours and you know is that a client problem or a you problem and I think that I had to release the fact of as long as the work is being done even if you do a five-hour block on one day at the end of the day if you're doing the work then it shouldn't matter where you are and they don't own you in the sense of clients like where are you right it's this is not managers we're not in corporate anymore so having to release that and not having to explain myself you know so much it's a case of I'm here and I'll respond in a timely manner you set your boundaries with your clients the expectations of what they can expect and you stick to those and absolutely owning those boundaries have helped a lot and that also encourages clients who respect boundaries as well but for me that's been a game changer just being able to say I don't have to explain every single movement I don't have to explain why I haven't responded to a message in 10 minutes or an hour um but I will come back to you it's not that I've just ghosted you or anything like that so <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely it's those beautiful boundaries again isn't it boundaries and communication <laughs> Cool. So my next question is more around kind of your experiences as a business owner as well. So are there any key moments, either like big successes or big challenges that you've come across that have really stood out to you in the time that you've been running your business? Yeah, I think the biggest success is definitely being able to grow a business where I can run it from home and run it myself. Like that's, that dream has evolved over time and it's been a dream where I've thought how will I make this happen like how will I actually be able to make that happen and sustain it and I'm still here a year later thank you I'm you know grateful for it so that's definitely been um, a success for me and seeing just the results especially over the last year I've actually it's it's really interesting I've always wondered how impactful are the systems or the services that I'm providing you know you you do it and clients take it and they run with it but the the comments and the testimonials and the wins that clients are now sharing for me it's like wow this is amazing like I'm really changing their world and in so much more than just installing a platform for them it's like they're here now telling me I'm getting they're getting referrals they're having their you know biggest income months and they're being able to onboard to their own team members their businesses are growing like it's impacting their business it's helping them achieve their dreams and that for me has just been a huge huge success like I just love getting those stories and I, I love it and the clients always coming back and telling me what's happening um and so that was something that I love and I think the the struggle has definitely been a struggle with confidence and especially seeing people who do what I do and I'm not necessarily talking about people who have been doing it for a while I mean people that come into the space and they're new to the space and then all of a sudden you're like oh you're doing this or if you see someone who pivots and they're doing it in something that you do that is for me I've had to deal with that that's just life that happens you know and it's not a case of 
them any better or my skill sets you know, you know I, I I'm gonna have to do something differently it's just part of the business right if there's competition that's healthy it means that there's a need for it and everyone will come to you for you but I mean I've had all the other ups and downs I've had you know clients not pay and you know contracts ending those those things happen those difficult conversations have to happen um this year mindset has been a real beast in just terms of like okay I really need to get out of my head and um, I've had to shift a lot of internal beliefs in terms of how I view business myself growth um and so that's come with its own challenges as well um but at the same time it's given me like breakthrough moments to actually embrace change and growth and allow myself to experience the next levels and like not hold myself back like not sit in that comfort zone and just say it's okay to actually do something new it's okay to change it's okay to experiment and just release any of those fears around that interesting do you think that the fact that you work with a coach so early on has helped you now when you're encountering these mindset issues or do you think that it kind of yeah do you feel like that had an impact on the way that you're facing these challenges now yeah I think I do because so here's the thing I was always anti-coaching like I was always skeptical there's a lot of like bro marketing and like these coaches like oh well you know you could make a hundred like seven figures and all of this stuff for me I never I didn't know if I I don't even know if I wanted to make like seven figures or an eight figure business but that's all what you hear and so I made the decision to work with a coach because I realized what I'm doing is no longer working and I just need help and then once I did I got return on investment pretty much that same month and for me it was like wow okay this is what I've been needing all this time and the accountability and talking through those factors you know talking through that sales call oh what do I say or this is what I did and having someone to guide you through the the different emotions and stages that you're at each coach and investment has been an intentional one and it's for me I'm really, I'm really, I find it really important to focus on a coach who gets your business model, gets your skill set, gets your business model and can understand really what would be the next level, like what's the ascension model for what you do. And that has actually been a game changer in my business. Everyone, there are a lot of coaches out there, I will say that there are a lot of coaches and you do need to find someone that absolutely understands your business and understands how you operate as well as business owner because we're all different personalities so their strategies are not necessarily going to be your strategies or going to sit well with you so you do have to do your due diligence as well yeah yeah absolutely I agree with that I've worked with coaches that have done nothing more than been a sounding board which is not what I needed at all and then I've worked with coaches who have literally transformed my business my confidence and are now my best friends so like I've had both experiences yeah, yeah. and it's hard because I can understand why people are scared of of coach you know investing in a coach it's not it's not cheap and when I did it the first time I definitely did not have the money to invest in a coach I was really open with her I was like and it was like my shopping it was all of my free money basically it was a case of I'll just have money to get to work and eat yeah (laughs) if you can help me book two clients then I'll have the money so it was um pretty much that and she really delivered and we're still friends like you say you you do become friends even to this point and that support 
just helps you so so much yeah yeah absolutely because like we were saying before it can be quite lonely yeah um, and business can be very lonely if you let it be lonely it can be really hard to break out of it and I'm not saying that anyone out there who's feeling lonely in business is doing it to themselves but there is a certain amount of you have to take those chances and take those risks to be able to find those connections that help you forward. But it can be really hard to seek help and find the courage to take those risks when you are feeling like you're on your own and you're comparing yourself to everyone else. So yeah, it can be really tricky. Definitely, definitely. And I used to, um, when I came into like the online Instagram space, you'd see people talking about my biz bestie and, you know, and you kind of feel like you're in the schoolyard and you're thinking, oh who's my friends like will anyone be my friends and it does happen if you show up and you're consistent and you engage and you talk to people eventually you do find your tribe and you know I have a really good community and like you say some of those friends have come through being in group coaching communities and you just get to know these people because you're all on the same journey and you're going through the same things especially if it's like group coaching calls and people are sharing questions and you're like oh I have that exact same question you know it's so helpful and it it just almost lets you realize that you're not in this by yourself like 100% right when you say you can't do this by yourself you can't whether it's a coach really really strong like business friends around you because even your your personal friends, if they're not business owners, it's different. They're not going to be able to really give you that help or understand why is that problem so frustrating for you? <laughs> they're just not, you know, um, and I mean that with all the love. So you do have to find the right community for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. It's so important. And I know that it can feel clicky. But again, it's that fine line. If you're feeling lonely, you'll probably read into things because social media is mostly text based or video. And it's only ever a highlight reel so if you are feeling lonely or if you're feeling challenged or if you're feeling frustrated which is my natural state Mm -hmm. then you can read things in a way that feeds that frustration that you're already feeling but it's not necessarily the way it was intended so yeah I do think that it's really valuable to have that set of people around you and whether it's a mentor like you were talking about in the beginning having a mentor whether it's a coach whether it's a group of friends whether it's a community that you really like being a part of like your Facebook group you've got a Facebook group I have a Facebook group or whether it's someone else's group that you just really feel like you can go in and be yourself and engage then all of that kind of helps you build up that bit of confidence and and realize that you're not like everyone has these problems no one knows what they're doing everyone's making it up as they go along making it up there are no rules exactly make a plan forget the plan absolutely I swear that I do that every couple of months I'm on the phone to like my friend and I'm just like so I'm completely changing everything about my services in my business because it doesn't feel right anymore and she's like me too it's like like, are you doing this are you doing this (laughs) it happens you're cool you're not on your own so let's talk a little bit around your business branding and like kind of your marketing and how Mm. you've grown your business so let's start with your name how did you decide on your business name so that's a really interesting one so my business name essentially I had the domain and I thought I was going to just have a blog so I had this like dream in my head that I was going to be a blogger and I was just going to stay at home and just tap away behind the computer screen that's my introverted nature so I bought the domain and my brother actually he said he was like you better buy your name domain and I was like what do you mean and he was like buy nicolapeters.com well 
it's taken. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I don't really know what to do. So Melinda is my middle name. Um, so I bought Nicola Melinda and I did .co.uk. And that pretty much just stayed there for a time. Um, and then I built out a, a business, a website, everything, because I thought I was going to do a VA business. And I never launched it. And it had a company name. And in the end, I just thought, scrap that. Let's just use Nicola Melinda Consulting self-name and I just moved forward with it from there and that became the business nice I love that I'm glad that it was it's interesting isn't it because it's just like the name that I wanted wasn't there which is I think something that is fairly common but when it's your name you're a bit like hey I know I was like hold on a second but they have a legit business and I just thought okay I'm just it's my government name but it's okay how fun and I guess it leaves scope in the future if you do decide to change your name for any reason like marriage anything like that if you do choose to change your name you still have that there so it does still give that flexibility and growth I'm really curious though when you chose to name your business did you consider that you were going to have a team was that a factor that ever entered into it when you were choosing your name and your domain for your business it kind of did but it didn't like it didn't put me off I just felt like if I have the consultant at the end then that will just wrap into it so I know people will do their first name last name and then just put and co when they start building out a team they tend to just add on the and co bit so I just thought well if you're consulting like Nicola Moon's consulting that will be fine um so yeah it didn't really put me off or make me think any differently I just thought that'll work (laughs) Good, good, good. Yeah, I think it's something that can trip people up when they're like, oh, but what happens when I build a team? And it's like, to be honest, like if you're the face of your business, even if you're an agency, I mean, law firms do it, accountancies, everything like that. So it's not unheard of to have a singular person's name as the company forefront, but then you still have a team of people behind you. I think it's kind of expected nowadays. Awesome. So I'd love to talk a little bit about your branding because this is where I nerd out. So have you invested in your branding at any stage in your business and kind of what was it that spurred you to look at your branding? And did you do the whole strategic side of things or did you just kind of dive into the visuals and let the rest pan out so I very much DIY'd my branding um from the beginning and this is definitely the year where I'm now taking it very seriously so the fact that I've actually just booked my very first branding photo shoot so I'm so excited (laughs) so excited to actually have professional pictures but in the beginning I pretty much just thought okay what colours will I choose? I love yellow, it's bright, it's airy. And then it's since evolved slightly, more because I wanted a bit more of a polished look. So kind of went into more of the gold, the black tone visually. But I know that the next step is to get proper professional branding, like the logos, the logo marks and all the strategy that goes behind it. And for me, it's even better to think about it at this point in my business because... We talk about business names and stuff is being worked on in the background. So that's a little hint that something may be happening. Um, So stay tuned. But yeah, so it's really, really got me now thinking, 
what is this company? How do I want people to feel? How do I want them to see us as we go out there into the marketplace? So branding is now like top of mind. Before it was always like services and how to position myself and how to market and speak to my clients. And, you know, it's very much like been relationship building and relationship focus, whereas now it's more of I'm aware of how do I interact with companies and why do I like that company? What is it that they're doing and saying to me that's keeping me interested? And, you know, what is it about their brands that I'm just like in love with? You know, certain brands, you're just like, I love their colours, I love their vibe. Like, I just can't get enough of it. So it's like, what are those elements? And just piecing that together. So I've got some exciting stuff that's happening and I'm really excited to just see that all come together. That's so cool. I love that you're in this exciting stage and I think I think you're absolutely right like I tend to work with businesses who have been established for like a year minimum upwards because that first year you change and you develop and you're finding your feet you're finding who you are your business will absolutely generally not be what you started out with it'll be completely different (laughs) be in ways that you probably can't even fathom and anticipate at the moment and that growth stage like if you're investing in branding too early it can really it's not a hindrance I would never say that investing in your brand is a hindrance but I would say it is not necessarily as beneficial and I love that you're going for brand photography first because that will see you through whatever you're doing and I find it really interesting because you've already technically been working on your branding strategy because you're very aware of your client experience and how you're representing yourself from your business so oh how exciting to see it all come together with a fresh lick of pain yes exactly a fresh lick of pain and um yeah I think for me because there's so many changes going on in the background of the business for me I just thought just do I would rather do things very simply and then do the big stuff so it's like you say you know you don't have to dive in and get all the bells and whistles first of all because people do that in the in the starting stages they'll get the big fancy website and they'll get all the the logos and they'll do everything and then like like you say six months down the line they realize oh I now want to be do this or I want to do that and it doesn't match my brand and then you have to reinvest all over again whereas if you take time to get to know your business your customers what they need and that's been like a fact-finding mission for me it's like what how do people why do they come to me what do they like what do they see when they you know when they see me when they work with me and all of that now is helping me to really tap into right this is what we need to do this is how we need to come out into the the marketplace so yeah the the things that are happening currently are good for the time being until we get that proper branding in place which I cannot wait and so that'll probably be a 2022 jobby and um, for sure but it's going to be a good one <laughs> yeah how exciting though oh I can't wait I hope that we get to revisit this we will revisit this. We'll have a little over. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so my last couple of questions are more around kind of you in your business, rather you as your business. So what would you say is your favorite part of your business? My favorite part, I would say, hands on heart, it is actually doing the work, like the client work. I am, I'm such a geek. I love systems. I love figuring things out. And I get so excited when I learn something new. So if a client's, you know, reading off uh, an idea that they have, and I'm just sitting here thinking, 
oh, maybe I could strategize and I could piece that together. They don't, I probably look crazy to them. Like I'm not even listening because in my head, I'm now thinking of all these things of, I cannot wait to go and try and try this out. Cause if I figure this out, it's going to be amazing. And I'm just going to rave about it. So I love that. I love doing the reveals. So I revamped one of my signature services this year. And I kind of followed suit of what like web designers do when they launch new websites. And I decided, right, I'm going to make this service it's like the bells and whistles and I absolutely love it it's almost become like this thing and clients love to go through that whole experience so I love to see their excitement because they're coming on board and they're like I really want this and I love the way you just put it out there the clients and all of that you know the the celebrations and you know the praise I'm like we're launching your platform like it's just so so cool and no one's doing that so I absolutely love to do that in my business it's it's the best thing I love that I love the fact that you want to celebrate with your clients because it's so important that we are as service providers we are literally providing services that's what it says on the tin (laughs) to people who either can't or don't want to or are finding it frustrating there's something that's sticking them and limiting them from being able to do what they want and knowing that you're the reason that they get to move past that is just so cool I love it I just feel like yeah go fly be great be amazing (laughs) amazing oh fantastic and the last one that I've got where it comes to like specifically with your business is what would you say has been either your most effective or your favorite marketing method for helping your business to grow oh good one um so my most favorite I would say is definitely referrals probably because you know that they are they're they're good people's good people refer good people and um they are already pretty much sold because they've seen what you've done and they know how you work they've they've had conversations in the background so that's probably my favorite ways to get business but outside of that I'm heavy on Instagram and Instagram um, marketing has literally been the backbone of my business and majority of my leads come via Instagram so what I share has had a massive impact just sharing a lot about what I do behind the scenes what I'm doing for clients and then also just doing outreach I just like to have conversations like genuine connections with clients and so if I go back over how I've um, connected with some clients some are obviously the random ones that just pop out of nowhere and they're like hey like can you tell me more about this and I'm like who are you where how did you find me Um, and those are good too but the ones where you genuinely are like oh hey I just wanted to connect I love your vibe I love what you do and um, those are the ones that I really do enjoy because it's it's just more organic and the way it works yeah it is interesting because I think that we forget that there are the way that we're marketing ourselves isn't necessarily a reflection of how our clients find us because like the little kinder surprise ones that pop up out of nowhere and you're like oh hello welcome to my circle where were you exactly (laughs) down the line they're like so and so referred you and I think oh okay (laughs) they always find you one way or another but I do like to ask clients like how did you find me because I'm just curious to know what's working versus not even what's not working but just what could I tap into more as well how can you build this into your process and your system that's it exactly (laughs) amazing so my last piece of or my last question for you is from everything in your business journey and I know that this is a big question but everything that you've learned so far what would be the key piece of advice that you'd want to share with the listeners today just be you 
100% just be you. That for me has been gold for my business. It has been everything for my business. And don't doubt yourself. The times where I've really second guessed and my gut is telling me one thing and I'm second guessing, it hasn't done me any favors. So I'm always a case of just be true to yourself and who you are and then yeah just move forward and if you need the help there's no shame in asking for help but also just know that a lot of the times we're asking for external validation as opposed to just trusting what we already know and a lot of the times the answers are already there we know the answers we just want someone to say yes or no so yeah learn to trust yourself and your intuition oh my goodness I feel so seen I'm just like (laughs) yeah that external validation you just don't need it like trust me yeah get (laughs) someone so my tip on external validation because this is something that I really struggle with particularly going from employee to leader was um that external validation piece so find a friend where you can go hey dude I just need you to tell me that I'm doing a good job (laughs) am I going crazy here is am I missing something and you just need someone to say yes or no like you're fine (laughs) yeah yeah, it's cool cool so thank you so so much for coming and joining me again today and sharing all of your wonderful business journey with us where can the listeners find more of you online Nicola so they can come and find me at Instagram um, Nicola Melinda Consulting and I also have a Facebook group which mentions She Talks Systems and you can come and hang out with me there so I would love to have you amazing so all of the links will be in the show notes as always so you can go and find more of Nicola her work definitely check out her Instagram if you're curious about behind the scenes stuff and yeah let her know that you listen to this episode so listeners if you are enjoying the podcast can I ask that you just recommend us to just one other person recommend your favorite episode recommend this episode and bring them into our circle so that we can continue bringing you wonderful new guests Thanks once again, Nicola. It's been an absolute blast having a chat with you. And you, thank you so much for like inviting me on and just being able to share my story. Thank you. 100%. And listeners, until next time, head on over to our Instagram community with the links in the show notes and we can continue all of these conversations in the Brand Lounge.